conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Yeah, let me know. If you're in Ekurileni, have you been load shed? Load shedded? I think load shedded is better. Load, yeah, I can't say the other one. Uh, if you, if this is the first time you're getting load shedding, let me know. 86 is the phone number. You can also send us a voice note, as you heard. Uh, Chris, sorry, I cut your name off at the end. Apologies for that. 0614-104-107. Now, I was, as one does when you scroll through Netflix, looking for something to watch, because let's face it, <laughs> you spend more time looking for something. I happened upon this wonderful little documentary uh, about the cradle of humankind. It's called Cave of Bones. Uh, it's part of a book as well. And I just thought, let's watch this and see. And then it, I was just intrigued and it, I fell in love with it. I think it's lovely. And I thought, well, let's get hold of uh, the person who stars in this, Professor Lee Berger. Along with an international team of researchers, it found that ancient species of small brained can I call them humanids? Humanids? Humans? Homo naledi is what they're called. Uh, actively smart. They exhibited advanced behaviors such as burials and tools. International scientists, though, have challenged this, arguing that the supporting evidence has not been presented by Berger and his team, or oh, it's inadequate. Let's talk a little bit more about everything there. Professor Lee Berger joins us now, explorer in residence, the National Geographic and director of the Center for Exploration of the Deep Human Journey at WITS. Also has a new book out coming called Cave of Bones. Uh, Prof, a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, really pleased that you took the time for this. Uh, I want to talk about that cave to start off with. Uh, what is it, the Cave of Stars or something? Uh, if you can, describe what it is. Oh, this is the Rising Stars. Rising it's Stars, made, that's right. Yeah, it was made sort of famous back in 2013 when we ran the first expedition into this really difficult space. I mean, they're tight spaces, and you've seen on the show, it's very difficult to navigate. And I enlisted um, six uh, uh, women scientists to fit into these remote chambers, and we discovered the largest assemblage of ancient human relatives in all of history. Um, they were enigmatic from the beginning, tiny brains, uh, human-like in that they walked upright, but that's about where it stopped. And so they're non-human species. The work has progressed, and now we have uh, come out with a hypothesis that they buried their dead and carved engravings on the wall. Mm. They were, in fact, a culture a quarter of a million years ago, at least 100,000 years before humans did the same thing. All right, so that's the big thing. We've, we found burials of, of modern humans 100,000 years ago, and you're saying that this is changing everything this find that you found. Well, you know, changing everything in the sense that we have to recognize that these ancient species are more complex than we thought. You know, humans love to be exceptional. We love telling these stories about how we are ultimately different from everything else, everything from our religions to the, the way we write books about ourselves, the way we talk about ourselves separates ourselves from nature. I think what modern science is finding, both in studying animals and my field, studying the you know, ancient human relatives, the remains and the culture, you're finding that you know, that was a mythology we created to make ourselves different. It's not true. That find that you found, so it's, it's very difficult to get there. We need to almost describe. You, you You normally are based sort of at the entrance to the cave because you're a, like a PC, you're a large person. And this tunnel, <laughs> this, this tunnel. Thank you, you very much. No, I was thinking about it if I would ever do that and I would never fit through it. It's what, 70, 17 centimeters or something. It's tiny. Uh, 
look, I, I, I started out this journey at about 106 kilograms, and I finished it at about 80. Well, well done. Uh, and dropped all that weight to try and get into these spaces. You yeah. remember this. The squeeze is down. If you imagine a 12-meter sort of labyrinth of slot that moves downward, you're already 30 meters underground. Mm. And you have to pass through squeezes within this of about 19 centimeters. 19 centimeters. Um, that's not easy. That's a little wider than your head to, for most people. So. Right. And certainly as wide as my ego. And so it was very hard <laughs> to get down, very dangerous. I almost died coming out. Yeah. I mean, it was very difficult. And, but it was worth it going down. I recognized the carvings on the wall. Mm. I was looking for other information. Only 47 humans have ever been in this space. Maybe it's, there's been more people in space wow. than there have in this chamber. All right. And you almost found this burial site by mistake. You had put up cameras and you were reviewing that remotely. And you looked over the shoulder because you wouldn't normally get that perspective? That's right. Yeah. So we've been excavating there, these remarkable fossils. And I was locked up in the uh, command center where I'd spent you know, eight years watching everything digitally. And there was a shift in light. Dr. Canelli, Mary Pane was sitting next to me. And at that moment, as the light shifted, I realized that we were looking at a, an artificial sort of dug hole, a mm. round hole. You, you've probably seen that. You know, when something switches from color to like black and white or infrared, you often pick up contrast better. And that's what happened to me. And that's, that started the look at burials and then that led to the more complex culture. The, the, I don't want to give away the whole documentary, but you, you your your <laughs> hypothesis your hypothesis is that people went or, or these these homina lady went through this very labyrinth cave and buried their dead there. Have you found more than just this one that is in the documentary? So so we have found them throughout this system. We've not found them yet outside of the system. But it's a four and a half kilometer cave system. They've right. occupied almost every part of it. Right. They built fires. They had built parts. Um, our teams are literally underground as we speak. I'm just talking to them on the cell phone before I answered your call. <laughs> and 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 so you know, it's it's a discovery in process. I mean, it's an extraordinary thing to think that this is the first time in all of history humans have recognized a truly non-human culture. Mm. It's, a, it's a kind of big deal. See, the reason I ask is because uh, I almost feel it's, it's, a, it's a youthful person. It's almost like a kid fell down there by mistake, a, a small version of this home and a lady fell down this tunnel by mistake and couldn't get out and died down there as opposed to it, a burial. It's anything but that. I mean, okay. we have strong evidence that there are holes that are dug in the ground mm. with bodies that are curled and flexed or fetal positions, and then they're covered with the dirt that comes from those holes. Now, you know, you can call that what you will, but humans would call that a grave. I, I'd let you think of it like this. Imagine if my expedition in 2013 had launched and we found in a remote chamber in a cave a whole bunch, over 25 bodies of humans mm, mm. that are dug in the holes in the ground and carvings on the wall and stuff, what would have been the first thing we would do? We'd call the police, <laughs> right. right? Because you would know that it's a cultural space. Whatever's happened here, bad or good, is cultural in origin. Mm. What colleagues around the world are some, and it's actually a very limited number having difficulty with, is... This isn't a human. It's got a brain slightly larger than a chimpanzee. And 
you know, kind of in our human arrogance, we don't want to give up one of the last things that separates us from animals. But, you know, my colleague and I, over 37 scientists on these papers, we feel the evidence is pretty strong. There is pushback already. I'm imagining that that's what science does. You say something, scientists push back, you've got to come with more evidence. And the beauty of it is it's self-correcting. You know, the fact is, is that, that is, you know, some people go, oh, someone says it's not true, therefore it's not true. That's mm. not the way science works. Science works in the process of hypothesis, new evidence put forward, reformulation of hypothesis. And that's what we're going to be doing for the next years, decades, probably hundreds of years as we explore this fascinating next stage of science. 250,000 years ago, there were people in a cave that you can walk in today. It's, it gives me goosebumps just saying it. No, I would not walk in. Well, <laughs> just, struggle through. Incredible questions. <laughs> <laughs> but remember that humans do that all the time, right? We build pyramids around mm, graves. Mm. We, we celebrate death in very complex ways. They did too. Professor Lee Berger, thank you very much. Explorer and the resident, residence of the National Geographic, also director of the Center for Exploration and Deep Human Journey at WITS. New book is coming out, Cave of Bones. If you haven't seen that documentary, uh, do have a look. It's it's fantastically put together, and it's it's really short. And uh, you heard Lee Berger saying there that he nearly died coming out. You don't get that but you think how do they get in and out of those tunnels and they're, they're, as you heard scientists that are going in there every single day into these deep dark tunnels and you know the air must be dankened oh but yeah it's definitely worth a watch